On today's podcast, I had Chrissy come on. She helps people around self-worth and a whole bunch of things, and she lists it all at the very start of the podcast. But she does amazing work with everything she does. Um, I've experienced a little bit before with um, my own self-worth issues and, um, you know, breaking them and healing them. And, yeah, and this podcast was just a fantastic conversation about, you know, as we said, self-worth, you know, being that permission piece of, you know, working, you know, helping, you know, everyone else heal and including yourself is the most important bit. But, yeah, not to get too much into detail with this podcast, but other than that, hope you enjoyed today's episode. Cheers. Hey, welcome to the show. How are you today? I'm so amazing. So amazing. Had such an epic morning on the Sunshine Coast. So yeah, I feel good. How are you, brother? Yeah, I'm really good. I had a pretty, um, a really good day because I disconnected from just technology for a couple of hours. So really like, you know, connected with myself and, you know, sat down and read my book, went for a bit <laughs> a walk along the beach and yeah just try to honor myself and ground myself today mm, yum so beautiful it's awesome so um i'll get you to introduce yourself and um what you're about and then we'll go from there sure so i'm chrissy drill uh if we want to talk labels i'm an intuitive coach healer uh earth medicine practitioner uh trainer speaker author all the labels um but all rounds if we can sort of nut that down um i basically just help people come back home to themselves to connect in with the truth of who they are to the the love and embodiment of their soul their their true essence before media and so society and schooling and parents told us we had to be somebody else um so that's the essence of like everything that I do and breathe and and embody myself, I'm a big firm believer that you lead by example. And being a mama of a nearly 17-year-old boy, it's been really important for me, particularly as I've become more conscious over the last probably five years, is to really embody that piece of like, who do I want him to be? And am I embodying that as a human, as a as a as a soul? And um, if I'm not, then how do I expect him to do that? So he's been such a beautiful <sighs> accountability piece for me to really show up the way I do. Mm. Yeah. It's like awesome that you say that because that is so true, especially with children that if like if we're expecting them to show up in a certain way, we have to show up in that certain way as well. <laughs> Otherwise, it's not going to get reciprocal back. 100%. And how do they know what it looks like? If they've never seen it, like how do they know what's what's normal or what's expected of them if they don't know what that looks like, how it sounds, what it feels like, because we're not modeling that to them. So we need to model that to them. We need to show them, you know, this is how it looks, this is how it sounds, this is how it feels. And and we get to be the permission piece for them to be all of that from authenticity as opposed to just wearing this mask saying, hey, you need to do this, you need to show up this way um, and just actually be in our truth. Yeah, that's 100% right. It's like, you know, demonstrate by actions because kids watch actions a lot more than they watch words, especially from the younger age. 
Yeah, totally. And I, you know, my parents used to be very much about do as I say, not as I do. And it's like, well, it makes no bloody sense to me. Um, like, do as I say, not as I do. Well, why would I do as you say if you're not doing what you say? Mm. Like, that's just stupid. Yeah, it's it's a saying that I've never understood either. And it's yeah. complete and... contradiction. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You be better than what I am. Okay, cool. <laughs> and if you're not, then I'm going to punish you. Oh, that yeah. makes so much fun. <laughs> and it's like, how am I supposed to achieve that if I have no idea how to do it or no yeah. role models how to accomplish that? 100%. If I've never seen how it's done, then what do I know? How do, how do I know what it looks like? How do I know what that actually is? Particularly as a child when we're still building our our cognitive functionality, where we're building the model of our world, we're trying to establish our emotions and how we feel in our body. And there's so many things happening that we don't know. And then we're, we're told, we're, we're kind of imposed on like, you have to do this, you have to show up this way. It's like, okay, cool. Can you give me the manual? Can you show me? Yeah. yeah, it's exactly like um, best way to explain. It's like the school system. It's like you go through school for 12 years and then you're expected to know what life is like at 18 and it's completely different to the school system. Mm -hmm. Totally. And if you don't fit in within, within that model of like what, six, what they pose upon you that success looks like, go and get a job, go and have a family, go to uni. If you don't fit into that model, then instantly you've got this, I'm not good enough. I don't, I'm not successful. What am I going to do with my life? I'm a failure. Imagine people walking around at 18 thinking they're a failure because they don't fit into what the school told them life looks like after school. That's fucking everybody. Yeah, it's so true. Cause we look as in the school system, failure is kind of, you know, the worst thing ever. And, you know, you get this label that you're not good enough. You're not going to make it if you fail through this. And it's all even sort of also talking to like kids sports to say, if you don't win the game, you know, your parents are kind of quiet towards you in the car. But if you win the game, your parents are, you know, talking about the game, how well it went and a bunch of other things. And so you build up this construct that you're not good enough because of these slight different things you get told, shown, you know, demonstrated through childhood. 100%. And even on that, you know, society and school pose poses this picture about what success looks like and what being good enough looks like oh you you gotta see that's that's not good enough why didn't you get an a or why didn't you get a b plus or whatever like whatever their, their model is and oh you didn't get you know a blue ribbon in in sports day or you didn't come first and it's like well hang on a second if you did the absolute best that you possibly could why are we not celebrating that? Mm. Why are we not like, because the thing is at school, you have to do everything. You have to do drama and sports and maths and English and social science and science and all these things. And you're not going to be amazing at everything. No one's genius is to be great at everything. And that's not celebrated at school. And when you find your genius, that's not celebrated at school because you're not excelling in every other area. And so I think too, parents being stuck in that model don't actually know how to support their children in helping them understand and celebrate their genius because they're so focused on the, all the other areas that they're not amazing at. Mm -hmm. And, and it just, they've got self-worth issues as well. 
And then it just feeds this spiral and, and construct of not good enough, not worthy, failure, and so on and so on. Yes, this continuous pattern that works its way down through each generation of not feeling good enough because you're not meeting the status quo, you're not good at everything and yeah. a bunch of other things. And this is why I went through school feeling like I was, you know, dumb because I wasn't good at, I guess, English and a bunch of like, science and all that. But then it's weird too, because when I was 19, I started reading and then I realized I could read and taught myself how to read. Mm-hmm. And it's just opened my whole world up because, and then also learned too that stuff I was getting taught in school, I was not interested in at all. And you'll probably never use it anyway. Yeah. Like algebra, or some algebra, trigonometry, like stuff like that. Like, what? Yeah. But, and as you talk about, um, you know, how it trickles down through the generations it trickles down through the generations and it gets progressively worse until someone, one of the generations decides like, I'm fucking done with this and I'm going to change it and I'm going to heal it for myself. I'm going to heal it for the past generations. And so it's just going to progressively get worse. And if we know that, especially before we have children or as we have children and they're still relatively young, if we can understand that and then show up and do the work, we're actually healing for seven generations behind us and seven generations in front even if they are already earth side and it's like that was a big thing for me with with my boy I was like you know what I want to do the work for him and yes he's still a soul and still got his own thing to do but I don't want him to feel the way I felt growing up that's shit and if I can do something about that as as his parent and as his guide not that I own him, like us parents seem to think sometimes is that they're, they're ours, they're not, we're, we're just the guide. Um, but if I can help in any way for him to be the best young adult, to be independent, not codependent, to have incredible self-worth, to understand what his genius is, or at least guide him in the right direction and know that anything's possible, then that's, that's my role. Yeah, mm. so I'm going to do the work. Yeah, and that's the whole point because like I got into the work because I was going through immense pain and the more that I've got into it, the more that I realised that getting into this work now is going to help once I have kids. It's helped my, I guess, family out too, give them different perspectives on things. And it's not just helping, not just has helped myself a lot, it's helped everyone else around me. Yeah, because you're the pillar. You're showing others, particularly with your beautiful sister. Oh, my God, I love her so much. Like you are the pillar for her. You get to shine the light and show her what life could look like and what life is is worth being like when you show up and do the work. So you're you're 100% right. It's not just our kids, but it's it's our it's our network. It's the, those people that are closest to us. We don't even need to like force feed them. We just need to show up in our truth and do the things and embody that. And then they're like wow, you're so much different. You're happier, you're lighter, you're this, you're that. I want to do that. And mm. you just get to lead, lead by example. That's it. And the amazing thing about it is that they, like, especially my sister, she's done it 10 times quicker than I did. Because like you've shown her how. Yeah. Yeah, like she had a model of what it looked like because of you. You mm. didn't have a model, so you were like, oh, because that's the same for me. Like, I had no idea. I had no idea. It's taken me five years to get to this point because I was just like, I don't know. Like I had no one to model off. I had to really seek out 
the people that I desired to be like and, and do the research and find my tribe. Whereas you fast forwarded that for her because you've gone and done all that pre-work and now she's like, I have a model and frame of what that could be and I want to do that. And you've gone, well, here's something that works. Here's something that's worked. And she's gone, cool. And just followed the path. You've had to make the path. Yeah. So yeah, pretty much just like got the shovel and just went for it. And a lot of it is trial and error, as you probably already know. It's like, uh, this kind of works. And then you look down the track and you're like, no, nah, it didn't work as well as I guess this thing and that thing. And but in saying that, having all those tools that also helps, you know, I guess I'll say with my sister because it may not have worked the best for me, but it could work really well for her. Totally. And that's it. Like every single person is different. So for what works for me is going to be different for what works for my son or for my friend or for my clients. And that's okay. And the more tools we have, the more we can sort of go, oh, well, this didn't work. How about try this? How about try that? I think when we're the trailblazer, we literally like try and find all these different things and we've, we build up this toolkit of, of possibilities of how to look at things differently, how to heal, how to change our perspective. And you just, you get to share that. And that's exactly what you do. And I honor you for that because you're still so fucking young and yet you were probably one of the wisest, oldest souls that I know for your age. Like it's, it's just, it just gives me so much faith in humanity. And then I see your sister and she's younger again. And I'm just like, oh, <laughs> I love this. Like it just gives so much faith for the fact that, you know, we're, we're stepping into such a beautiful age where our younger people who are coming out of high, coming out of high school and coming into like early child, uh, early adulthood, just know themselves and are so willing to lean into the edges and lean into those aspects that make them uncomfortable to be the best version of themselves and to have better lives and to show other people how to do that. Like, it's just magical. And it gives me hope being a mum for, for that. I was just talking into this before. It's it funny because we're talking about how like the younger generation, how much they know, I guess, compared to the older generation and how it's just getting all passed along. And then also to speak into that too, it's like I've been talking to some of my mates about this stuff and it's crazy how much stuff they actually do know, but they don't share openly. And I'm like, I'm getting talking to them. I'm like, you know, so much it's like should like start sharing your magic with people because you have a gift there and for some reason society especially when you're young you've got to take that you know traditional path that a lot of people are being pushed down i'm like if you just trickled off a little bit you you'll create so much fulfillment in your life totally and again that's just they've probably never seen it done they don't know how to do it it's terrifying and i know and i can speak into that because you know i i knew at 15 when i tried to take my own life that i was here to do this and it's taken me 20 years to get to this point where I'm now speaking my truth. I'm now embodying things. I'm now really leading and inspiring and teaching what I know. Whereas you were fucking brave and you just went, I am, I have my genius. I have all this knowledge and wisdom and I'm going to share it. And it, it doesn't matter what my age is because the wisdom inside of me and my truth and the knowing is here. And I, and I love your courage to just share that. And, and to inspire others to do that. 
And that's been the biggest thing or most fulfilling thing out of it all is seeing how many more younger people that are sharing now, even though at first for me, for the first I go year, six months to a year, I got a lot of backlash for it and I guess made fun of a bit for it too. And I was like, you know what, this is what my purpose is. This is what fulfills me. It's going to keep going at it. And then eventually it started to trickle its way down and I've seen so many other people in my guess friend group, AIDS group started to reach out to me. Hey, I'm looking at doing this. And, like, and then started doing things and then a few like the most fulfilling thing is like having that thank you message of saying thank you for you know sharing the stuff with you because you encouraged me to do my thing 100 percent, and and that's that's why we do the work right mm. why we show up and we do the things and we take the bullets we take the hits we take the criticism we take the backlash and we take you know the model of the world where everyone's like you the amount of times I've been told, go and get a real job. You're failing. You're not, you, you, obviously this isn't what you're meant to be doing. You take all that because you actually know, you, you know it in every ounce of your being that this is what you're meant to do. And you know, at one point or another, it's, it's going to just land and it's going to drop. Mm, and we, we inspire along the way. That's it. 100% agree and it's having the grit because most people think it's going to be this overnight thing but it's like as you're saying it's been it was it 20 years 20 years since I had my suicide attempt mm. and you know that night I took a whole heap of pills because I, I just was done I wanted the pain to end um I've been through so much growing up and I just want I wanted the pain to end so I took all these pills and on the box I thought it said non-drowsy uh, I thought it said drowsy, so I thought I was going to take them and I was going to fall asleep and, you know, then whatever happened afterwards, that would happen. And they were non-drowsy, so I was literally up with my thoughts all night and I was sitting there just saying, like, what am I here to do? Like, why the why can't you just let me go? And just constantly, like, having this conversation with God, source, universe, like, whomever, I, I had no idea then. And just saying like, why are you, why are you punished? Cause I thought it was punishment. Why are you punishing me? Why are you, why can't I just go? Why can't I be free? Um, and then I realized that night in all of the rumination um, of everything I've been through that I was, that I had experienced it so I could then share later. So at 15, I knew. Mm. And now I'm 35 and I'm finally doing the thing. I mean, I've been doing the things for five years but I've been embodying the things for a year. Yeah. Like and embodying. That's like the hardest thing because you can intellectually understand it all, but actually embodying it comes down to a whole different ball game itself. And this yeah. is something that I'm starting to do now. It's like, okay, I've got the intellectual understanding of it and now it's starting to embody it. Like yeah. one of the biggest things I've been teaching myself for the last couple of weeks is not being attached to the outcome. Yeah. And how much is like that's, gave me the courage to go do things yeah and it's such a game changer like that thing you know that's been something I've been on and off like really trialing in different areas of my life for probably three to four years and when it like really lands it's like oh holy I think last year is a perfect example of like really letting go of attachments because how much uncertainty happened last year lose yeah. your job and you know the world goes crazy and everything shuts down and you don't know you know if you're going to get paid or if you're going to have a job or if you're going to what live or like you know there was so many uncertainties last year and it was like 
really just detach and surrender to whatever's meant to be will be and and whatever life looks like it will just look like that um so i think last year was such a beautiful lesson for all of us around detachment because mm, that's where yeah it's like the main pillar of how you find freedom is being able to um that's it <laughs> Sorry, say that again. That's a good. I think like one of the main pillars of like, um, you know, that's one of the main pillars of freedom is being able to go with the ebbs and flows of life. And mm -hmm. because a quote I really love is like, the only thing that's certain in life is uncertainty. Yeah, or death and taxes. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> but that's 100%. And I think one of the six um, human needs is certainty. And the mm -hmm. other one's uncertainty. It's which is the universal law of polarity. How can one of our needs be certainty and then another one of our needs be uncertainty? It's like complete contradiction, which is, you know, universal law of polarity, of difference, of light and dark, good and bad, uncertainty, certainty. Because mm. it's weird because our brains are designed is to predict and all this kind of stuff. And it does such a terrible job at it. <laughs> totally, because it's coming from an old construct. Yeah. It's coming from like the matrix, the belief systems of what has been and the reality is if that's your belief system you're just going to keep recreating the only thing you know mm. and but when we actually just let go and we're just like okay i surrender i don't know what life could look like at its best because i've never seen it at its best and i don't know actually what's possible so i'm just going to let go and and trust that i'm going to be divinely guided to like for me, I, I truly believe that we are all infinite and that life is truly magical. So I'm actually really just detaching and, and really just allowing whatever life could look like because I have no idea what a magical life looks like or being an infinite, like limitless, the movie. Like, I don't know what that looks like because I've never seen it. But if I just detach from, well, I have this goal and I want this, but... I also know that could be coming from an old construct. What happens if I could actually have so much more than that? So it's like, yeah, I want this, but I'm also so detached from having that and so open to the possibilities of so much more. And since being in that whole oh, life is, life is literally magical. And I'm realizing how infinite we really are when we stop creating from that construct and stop trying to control and create from what we know as opposed to just being because mm, like we create our futures through our imagination what we think it should look like and majority of the time our imagination only can go back to what our past was and only can create from future of that yes 100 percent. and that generally it's so limited it's so mm. limited yeah so we actually just get to really just embody and and allow and I teach this a lot within my sisterhood um with the moms I'm just like you know what just let go and particularly as women like we want to control everything like we want to know how everything works and where we're we going and what we're doing and control the people around us and it's like no just let go and and what happens if like the what if, what if, what what if it could look like this? What if it could be like this? What if you could just let go? What if you didn't have attach a story to whatever's happening in your life? What if you didn't attach a meaning to however that person showed up? What if? What if it's actually really easy and not hard the way we've been told? Like it's just 
the possibilities of what if is just like that is a deep surrender of detachment it's like what if especially when you're ruminating like when you're ruminating in this this thought process or this thought pattern about that person or that thing and it's like oh it's happening again it's like okay so what if what if it didn't happen again what what if it happened differently hmm okay how could that look how could that sound like what what could that feel like how would it how would they show up differently how would I show up differently like it just starts to really detangle and deconstruct the possibility of the the construct of of what it was the paradigm of of what it was and then you just be in flow to and you have to it's a process it's it's a practice of just allowing stop controlling be in flow connecting with the feminine and just fuck this is uncomfortable and I don't know what it's gonna look like but I'm just I'm trusting that I'm divinely guided regardless of whether it's good or bad I'm divinely guided and whatever whatever will be is actually happening for me Mm, that's it and I think it's something we have to realize too because we spend so much time trying to control the outskirts of everything in our life because we're chasing because you know the reason why we want to accumulate things and have everything look perfect because we're after this feeling inside of us Mm. but realistically that feeling's already there hundred percent if we actually just stop like trying to look for the next thing or buy the next greatest thing or have the the next greatest relationship or have the best job or buy the latest car or whatever the fucking thing is and we actually just stop and connect in with our with ourselves and actually look at ourselves in the mirror like mirror exercises are so powerful to actually stop and just be with yourself and just witness instead of witnessing all the things that are wrong or bad or that you don't like actually witnessing all the things that you just admire if you're a mom and you know you've got saggy boobs it's like they provided life if you've got a tummy you're not so proud of it's like that you know birth and housed a little human uh if you've got you know arms that are a little bit saggy it's like okay but they have held the people that you love so it's just it's changing the way you look at things it's changing the lens in which you you look at everything Mm. It's like changing your lens from the victim to come beneficiaries of life. Yes, totally. And soon as we change that perspective, stop being the victim and stop looking for all the reasons why we are the victim and start to look at, okay, well, I actually want to be better and I want to, I want to have the best life and, and be the beneficiary of, of life, of this gift, of the fact that we're human and we've got breath and, you know, we are actually a fucking miracle. Someone said to me yesterday, I don't need a better sign because I'm alive. I don't need a better sign that I'm chosen because I chose myself and I was gifted this body, this vessel, breath, life. That's a fucking miracle. Mm-hmm. You don't need a better sign than the fact that you're actually alive in a, in a body, breathing life. Because it's like the chances of being born, it's like, I think it's 400 trillion to one yeah. or something along the lines of that. And it's like, just to be born in this particular time of the world, that's even a bigger miracle because of how, like, if you think of it, how easy things are at the moment compared to go, you know, 50, you know, 100 years ago. Mm. And now everything's at the touch of the 
our fingers. Literally. And it's like, we live in the most, you know, and there's no, and the, I think there was a saying, it's like the least wars that have gone on through this time too. It's been the most peaceful time in history. Yeah. And we're moving into the age of, have moved into the age of Aquarius, which is going to be even more peaceful. Mm. But it's also just recognising that when you start to look at that and shift your perspective from victim to our technology is ruining us, it's disconnecting us. And again, that's all just victim. It's all scarcity. It's all lack. It's all negative. And instead, just turn around and look at, like, we're having this conversation and we're not in the same room. Mm. And we can have this conversation. We can share it with the world. Like people on the other side of the world can hear this message. How beautiful is that? Like we have so much at our fingertips and and so much to be grateful for, but instead we're looking at it going, it's disconnecting us, it's taking away, it's, um, you know, people are showing up on social media and not being in their truth and, you know, it's, 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 it's de degrading people and, you know, it's putting so much self-worth self issues out there. Well, no, we've always had self-worth issues because we've always had magazines and TV and it's just a different different platform for this era. And if you choose to focus on that, that's exactly what you'll see. Mm. But and if you don't, sorry. I was going to say, it's just brought everything more to light now because we're not stuck in our little hometown communities. Now that everyone's sharing everything now, which is fantastic because we can realize, you know, I guess with the self-worth issues, which is something that everyone goes through, now that we have a platform where we can learn about it and build that self, you know, worth up, especially we don't have those people in our community that, you know, that can show us, like it's online now. Definitely. And if you don't like what you see online, go and change who you're following. Mm -hmm. There are so many incredible people that are showing up online and doing magical things and sharing so much value where you don't actually need to pay for it. So if you don't like what you're seeing, go and change it. Like you are actually in control of your life. You create your reality. And if you don't like the way your reality looks, go and fucking change something because we literally have so much, so much we can access online, so much. And I think we're going to see more of that as more stuff that happens in the world continues to happen, at least for the next, I feel like 12 months, there's going to be a lot of stuff where a lot of people are going to have to show up more online. And which means we have more access to much more incredible resources and programs and like conversations and just so much epic stuff literally here. I literally, if I don't want to wear pants and I don't want to wear clothes, I just don't have to. If I don't want to wear makeup, I don't have to. If I don't want to leave my house, I don't have to. Like yeah, it's, it's living in this, yeah, especially like this time because like, I guess with everything that's happened in the world, it's forced me to do stuff through Zoom and connect in. And I've kept connected in with so many people through, especially through this podcast, through Interstate. And I've joined this men's group down in Melbourne and, it's phenomenal the work they're doing and how much I guess the everyday bloke is joining in and having these conversations about I guess our mental health and you know how to inspire each other and having deep conversation in a safe space and it's amazing to see yeah and I think having that out there for our men and just having so much more men show up online in that space sharing their truth and sharing their heart and sharing their vulnerabilities more and more men are seeing this and it's just creating this beautiful ripple 
and and that's what we get to share like that's the magic of being online that is the magic like you're right I grew up in a small country town I didn't have access to anything like this like it was like church that was that was like that was a pinnacle of of I don't want to say hierarchy but like success Mm -hmm. like go to church and 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 be a good person don't sin and yet some of the people that I knew that went to church were the biggest sinners and it's like I don't really fit I don't that doesn't really work for me so I didn't really have any other role models to understand and and you know I'm so grateful for the fact that I chose to come in now even though I'm a little bit older than probably what I would have wanted but then that's all perfect too. Yeah. I think that's the most important thing to point out too. It doesn't matter when you start. It's yeah. just starting. Like it's so much magical. Like I think I went to a networking event on Monday night and this girl there, she started her business at seven, I think it was 74, 76, yeah. which is like phenomenal. It's like, it doesn't matter what age you're at, you can start. Totally. And at the end of the day, the only failure is not starting. Yes. I truly believe that the only failure in your life between when you were born and when you take your last breath is not doing the thing that lights you up. Mm-hmm. It's allowing that fear to actually consume you, you, those worthiness pieces that construct to always have control over you as opposed to you taking your power back and saying, you know what, I don't want to live with re- regrets. I don't want to wake up one day on my deathbed and think, fuck, I wish I did this, this, and this because of whatever reason. You know, one of the things I love to talk about is you're going to get judged regardless of what you do, what you say, or how you show up. At least go and get judged for the thing that lights you up and makes you feel amazing. 100% with that. Yeah. Perfectly agree. And one of the things that really triggered me to do this podcast was actually witnessing that regret in, I guess, my auntie when she passed away two years ago, about now. And then seeing that, and I'm like, I don't want to ever put anyone else through that pain because it's like, I want to go out and live my life with no regret that I can go to my deathbed and be like, I'm happy. I'm fine to go today. Yeah. And when you can be living in the present moment in that space of, mm. I'm just living every day and it's fucking magical. Even if I'm deep in my shit and I'm deep in my shadow and I'm like, I don't want to get out of bed today because I'm like, oh, the energy of the world's hectic. And, you know, like we still feel the things. Like I still, like last week I felt the fear for humanity. I was like, holy shit, this is heavy. And two, knowing that I love being in that. I love feeling that. I love expressing that. I love embodying that. And knowing too, I would still be happy if that was my last week or my last breath, because every single day I'm honoring my truth. Every single day I'm honoring who I am. Every single day I'm I'm showing up and living what's true for me. And I'm sharing that and inspiring others to do the same. And I truly believe there's no good or bad. Everything yeah. just is. Yeah. <laughs> just what is there's what good it or bad is. emotions. There's yeah. no good or bad things. Like unless you're harming people. I think that speaks for itself, but, you know, feeling rage and, and primal screaming, that's fucking beautiful when it's done in a constructive, intentional way, not at people. So I feel like, you know, good or bad, right or wrong, in your shit or, or living just 
with the depth of joy and play, it's all beautiful when you're embodying the truth and when you're actually, when you know you're worthy of having the best life and you're living at moment to moment. That's a hundred percent. And I love you point out with the, I guess I'll call it quote unquote bad emotions and being able to sit with them and you can still enjoy life being with them. It's a part of being human. And I think we kind of don't understand that. It's like we get full for this happiness trap that we need to be up here all the time. But in reality, our life's like this. Like each day we go through cycles and abundant different things show up in our life that trigger our emotions in certain ways. And that's all perfectly fine because you're allowing yourself to be with that emotion and instead of like thinking you have to be up here. Totally. And I mean that I share that because you know, I used to be the most positive person. So many people used to tell me I had sun constantly shining out of my ass because I was constantly like positive and happy and joyful and playful all the time because I always thought, ah, oh, you know, I like just be happy, like always look at the brighter side of life. There's always a, a light at the end of the tunnel, all those types of narratives. And I was never actually allowing myself to be in the uncomfortable and so I was never actually moving through the things that hurt me or the things that I had pain around. And I was literally just bypassing it all. And then when I realized, I went on a road trip after my, my business coach and, and mentor and shaman passed away and it rocked my world. And I went on a road trip for three weeks and actually just immersed myself in the pain. I immersed myself in my grief. And it was the most beautiful, liberating breathtaking few weeks of my life because I was actually just every day just moving as if I was in water and I didn't have to be anywhere and if I felt like crying I just stopped I'd pull over and I would bawl my eyes out and I would journal and I'd do a video um like a vlog and then I'd get back I'd get back on the road and I'm like fuck I feel amazing and I'll put on a you know a, a tune and I'd go and walk in in under for go for a hike and see a beautiful waterfall and like it was just, it was hard, but it was just the most beautiful thing. And so since then I'm like, oh, what happens if I don't bypass this? What happens if I actually just allow myself to feel this? One, I find that I don't crack the shits or lose my shit over the smallest things anymore because I actually just deal with my stuff there and then. And if I'm in a space where I have to, like obviously you can't just lose your shit in the middle of a shopping center or whatever so sometimes I'm just like okay well I can't deal with this now but I make a promise and a pact to myself that I'll go back later in the evening when I'm by myself and and actually face off with that and allow that to come through and I've noticed that if I don't do that it will hit me harder and I'm like Ooh, mm -hmm. do that <laughs> I'm so glad you said that too because it's like the more that we hang on to it the more that it shows up in our life in different kind of ways yeah. and because we're hanging so hot so hard onto it but then also with you're saying too it's like amazingly when you let yourself process through it because you feel so much lighter you're able to you know i guess feel more joy and then all the other emotions that so far we're wanting end up coming up afterwards 100 percent. and i find that you move through it so much quicker particularly when you've done a lot of the release work and then you kind of not dealing with 35 years of repression you're just dealing with like today mm. oh this is triggering me ah fuck as opposed to 35 years of 
pent up anger, aggression, disappointment, shame, guilt, like all the things. And so it is a process. And for those that are starting that journey to understand that it is fucking intimidating at first, but also that our unconscious mind, you know, the part of our, our body that breathes and heals without being told will always keep us safe and will never give us more than we can handle. And the more we do the work and the more we actually just be with our negative emotions, the easier we can move through them. And just the more like, oh my God, I feel like I remember the first time I released sadness, I felt like I'd had like bags, like weight bags lifted off my shoulders. And I literally, I held myself differently my face showed up differently I was like oh my god I can and I felt like someone had been sitting on me my whole life and some was all of a sudden just like oh my god I can breathe like just the power in that there is nothing to be scared of when we face our emotions because it's actually fucking so beautiful to feel and experience the after you're able to receive life a lot more and to the fullest potential you can. 100%. I'm, I'm a, I always speak into for as much pain as we experience, we experience equal to, if not more pleasure. So if we're blocking the pain, we're also blocking the pleasure. We're blocking the, the beauty. And we're literally stuck in this, this center point of just existing. And what are we existing for if it's actually so, un, like it's, it's comfortable because we know how it, works and we know how life functions in this uncomfortable uncomfortable feeling of existing but we're not getting any gratification or joy or play or or we're not thriving it's actually our birthright to have all the things and to experience the fullness of life that is actually our birthright it's our birthright to be abundant and to be abundant in every area of our life whether it be money love joy play experiences all the things we actually get to have that but it's a choice because we are here to thrive not just survive and you know step into you know thriving is how we make this world a better place And again, like if we choose to be parents, are we choosing to have and pass down to our kids what existing looks like, what surviving looks like, or do we choose to show them and embody what it feels like to be abundant and love and joy and thriving in the truth of our experiences? I'll wrap it up on this question. What is the legacy you want to create? Oh, that just gave me serious goosebumps. (laughs) What's the legacy? For me, hmm, there's probably two parts to this. The first part is for my immediate family. So for my son, um, my legacy is him. My legacy is him being able to show up in his truth and to do whatever he chooses to do and to know that everything and anything that he does is so fucking okay. And that when he has children, that he gets to embody the things that I've taught him by just leading my truth. Um, so he's he's my legacy. He's my physical leg- legacy, and um, and I know he'll do beautiful, magical things because he already is at sixteen. Um, my big legacy. 
I'm really, realistically, I'm, I'm here to ignite 1 million truth seekers to remember the truth of who they are, to remember the, the reason why they chose to come in in this life, for them to realize that they are so fucking beautiful and so powerful and so infinite that they get to experience the full, fullness of life. So my legacy is to activate that level of awareness in them that will then trickle on for generations that's creating history. 100%. I love that. I love the two parts to that, especially yeah. the first part. I'm like, that's so true. <laughs> that's yeah. what, yeah, it's he, magical. He is my legacy. And he, and to be honest, like he's the reason I'm alive. He's the reason I have chose to fight to be here. And even early in the years, like I was, I was a child when I had him. I was a child having a child. I was so unconscious. I was so in my wounding. You know, I, I really was my mother's um, fullest expression of her shadow. And I didn't want that life for my son. I didn't want the life that I experienced for him. And so I had to, not had to, but I chose to do better because he deserved better. And so he's my reason for living and he's the reason I do the work that I do, why I love working with mums so that they can, they too can have that realization that they they are so powerful and even if their role is to be just a mum it's so much fucking more than that like they leave a legacy just by being a parent perfectly agree with that a hundred percent yeah yeah thank you so much for coming on that was epic my pleasure brother thanks for having me it's been such a beautiful conversation awesome cheers for tuning in today's podcast guys um Make sure you give it a like, comment, tell me what you think of it, etc., etc. And then also, if you think a friend will value from it, please share it with them. And also, before I let you go, um, I also have my Re-Engineer Your Mindset program. So you can check that out at my website, which I'll link below. And also, I will have a mini course on breaking patterns out as well. So that will be all in the link below and on my website. But cheers for tuning in today, guys.